0: hello and welcome to cinema double takes podcast where two movies are paired together in unexpected ways to make some head-turning double features i'm ryan i'm hunter and today we are hanging out with johns yeah johns (laughs) with some johns yeah we will be discussing john dies at the end and being john malkovich two movies that like plot wise they have nothing in common but they're also share a similarity in that they're out there like like they're they're pretty super out there concepts yeah. both of them are um so like strangely like a good pairing like, like yeah they pair actually pretty nicely together like even though like yeah plot wise they're very different like, like very different plots but they're both out there wacky comedies i'd say like movies that you
1: don't think would be made but were somehow not shelved they, they somehow, somehow
0: yeah they somehow got made i i think like the, the impressive one it was is john malkovich budget wise like, like oh like, yeah like, like, like the budget side of it because john dies at the end is pretty low budget but still it's impressive that like I mean, it got made
1: john dies at the end is impressive to me just because of the people that are attached to it because i mean like yeah. most of the stars in the film aren't really hu- too huge but then you have paul giamatti yeah and roger north who's basically like like hellboy like
0: yeah yeah i I know a few people in there i know let me give like kind of an intro to that one because yeah let's kick it off with with john dies at the end i think that one's a good starting place so yep john dies at the end was released in 2012 directed by don coscarelli it's uh revolves around a man named david wong it's wong right yeah wong Uh, Wong. i was was, like making sure it wasn't wang um after watching everything everywhere recently (laughs) like yes. yeah these Chinese names, but yeah, like yeah, David Wong, who is a, a white man, uh, and uh, the 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 reasoning is to like keep his name, his identity a secret, like you can't track him. Yeah. Um, but he's a a college dropout, and him and his buddy John get involved in a mysterious drug called soy sauce that opens up portals to other dimensions, and. These two just kind of dudes basically become responsible for saving the universe. And while this is happening, there's kind of the framing device of David trying to make sure his story gets told and known by a reporter and the press can can leak it. And, And the press is Paul Giamatti in this case. And the framing device is them sitting in this Chinese restaurant talking to each other about just this guy's experience with this mysterious drug but yeah it's a it's a pretty wacky concept yeah and it's it's a lot of fun yeah i i will say this movie is weird and not weird in the way that you'd think based on me using that word i feel like it's it's very conflicted in terms of what it wants to be yeah for me like 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 watching it i had this sense of like it's it's a low budget movie, and, and you mentioned the the names behind it, and like it is kind of impressive. So Paul Giamatti was a producer, so like yeah, I could yeah see I how that. he had some involvement in the in like playing a cast member. I will say Mr. Krabs was underutilized, having yeah. a, <laughs> having a, a French accented yeah, <laughs> Mr. Krabs. I know that that is not his name. Uh, Clancy Brown. He yeah, uh, just it, for our generation, just he will always be Mr. Krabs but he was underutilized I needed more of him he was so vague but the the point I was kind of getting at with the the budget thing is I feel like this plot needs a bigger budget or it needed to be more of a B movie but it's in this weird middle ground and I feel like it was constantly at odds with itself because yeah. of that um, th- that's just sort of like my initial takeaway when the movie ended um, was like it felt cheap and not in a fun way to me.
1: <laughs> See, I'm on the I I completely disagree. I mean, this okay. this movie to me is kind of like I don't I wouldn't really say like cult classic is necessarily the word. Yeah. But it's like on the rise to be potentially something of the sorts.
0: I think that's kind of the the issue though is I feel like it was trying to be. Yeah, a it cult feels like classic. that from the start. Yeah, and, and, and there's elements that I like. I think the concept is actually really cool. The stuff yeah. with soy sauce and as it goes along, like I actually like it was constantly captivated by the mystery of the movie and, yeah. and what it was going for. And this like drug that was basically this link to the dead and other sort of dimensions past what we can perceive that kind of picks and chooses who actually is capable of handling it with the sole purpose of stopping this like world destroying parasite basically it's cool like i I like that concept a lot and i also even like some of the things that introduces near the end with uh, uh korok yeah this like <laughs> super computer but it's a like living thing entity yeah and it's, like, and it yeah, consumes yeah, sort of, all knowledge sort of like this cosmic horror thing like i love the concepts it looks like ass
1: see that that's that's a huge thing for me is like i have a lot of like i think that this movie is like endearing and like a lot of fun mm-hmm. but i'm willing to like Look beyond the shittiness of it because, like, especially the end of the movie, mm-hmm. the entire green scene, like, green, green screen, screen sequences, bad. it's real bad. Like, you can see the tinges on the actors. Like, you, you, yeah, it takes you out a little bit, but at the same time, like, because of the way that the characters act and because mm-hmm. of the way that the script is presented, it almost works in a charming way to me. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know.
0: I, because I, I think part of the issue is that, like, it just felt like it was a story that felt like like yes there is like some humor with the characters but at the same time i feel like the premise was cooler than the b-movie schlock that it was presenting it as which is where that kind of conflict comes in because yeah. like i think that like yeah you can still have the humor but i feel like this is like a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy like premise almost like, like like with how like sci-fi bonkers and silly it tries to be mm-hmm. and grand it tries to be where it felt just like this story needed a bigger budget or or it needed to be just complete like like almost thanks killing schlock like it needed to be like either own being a complete like it couldn't
1: joke. it couldn't lean into one end and also get the other like it's yeah. gotta go
0: one way or the yeah. other yeah so it makes it feel just kind of cheap and like like, yeah, you told this story, but like it was based on a book. Yeah. And, and the book is also <laughs> attributed to David Wong, which I think is great. Um, yeah, because he, he didn't want to go by his actual name. Yeah, way. yeah. Like, I love that. But like, I could, while I was watching this, like, I could see this working better as a book or a movie with a larger budget. But, but the, like, yeah, the green screen stuff at the end where like I just, it didn't mesh with me in a way that was endearing because it felt like, why did you decide to tell this story if you don't have the resources to make it properly? That's how I felt while watching Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I do feel a little mad that they made a movie that I actually genuinely enjoy, but, like, skimmed out on a lot. Yeah. Because I honestly, I, like, I love uh, the
0: actor that plays Dave. He's, like, basically nothing, but I think that he yeah, portrayed He was the, good. I think
1: he yeah. portrayed it pretty
0: well. Yeah, I uh, liked him. I, like... I, I know, like, like, I actually thought, like, across the board, pretty much, like, I enjoyed, like, the cast. I think the cast is fun. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I kind of left with this sense of th- this movie needed a bigger budget. The, the director, who kind of makes cult classic films, I know he made Phantasm, which I haven't seen. It's on my watch list. But he also made Bubba Hotep. And I love Bubba Hotep. Have you seen that movie? No, I have not. So, the plot of that movie is Elvis and a black JFK live in a retirement home together and have to defeat a mummy that sucks souls out of people's assholes. Jesus Christ. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Bubba Hotep is so good. But it's, it's a silly premise that doesn't need a big budget. I think that's the thing where it's like that movie is goofy and its plot is goofy and it's simple. And I think about other movies too like a comparison for this one. I don't know if you've heard of I Am Not a Serial Killer or seen that movie. No. That one is more serious in tone, but it's an indie movie of a, of a kid who is like trying to stop having like homicidal urges and is holding it back. But then like murders start happening in the town. He's certainly fascinated and starts to suspect that not only may it be his neighbor <laughs> that is doing it, but his neighbor might not be human. Ah. A- and like the premise is really fun, but it's also still one that has a very low budget but the plot works within it's the budgetary constraint constraints, and that was where I was watching, this thinking like, imagine like a Del Toro directed version of this story. Yeah, like, like there's just there's ideas in here that. It needed more and like like you said, like kind of that sense of something that you really like but feels like they're skimping out in places yeah, 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 yeah. to tell the story and it bothered me. <laughs>
1: like, it, see it didn't yeah.
0: bother me as much as it's bothering you, but I also
1: watched this when I was younger as well. So there's kinda so some I nostalgia with I do, I do have some nostalgia with it because when I first watched this, it felt like I don't know, I felt like Tucker and Dick. like Yeah, yeah. It felt felt very much like a, a parody of something, but at the same time it did have these like philosophical questions that are kind of just like
0: shower thoughts almost yeah i like some of the ideas at play in like yeah in the shower thoughts and the as you mentioned that the opening scene i thought was really yeah. fun yeah like like that was fun sort of the like like is it still the ex, same replaced all the parts like, like it's it's fun and it's and it's like it's shower thoughts and it's also like stoner thoughts like yeah like it's like the kind of thought process of like like this feels like it was written by someone who was on like either like they, like smoked a bunch of weed or dropped some acid or these, took some shrooms. Like are, it feels like someone who was on drugs wrote this.
1: These are thoughts so many people I feel like have had. Yeah, and it's like they just they just tie it in so perfectly with some of the the settings in the movie. There's one scene of this movie that I that I think is like really great but mm-hmm. done really shitty, okay. and that's like. It, like you said, like it has a lot of great ideas that mm-hmm. I wish I would see in other things that aren't, and it didn't have the yeah. right to be given to this film. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's about to be shot later on in the film, yeah, and it like it, a scene prior to that, it had shown him at an ammunition factory. Yeah, and you're kind of like, what the fuck is he doing here? Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to him about to get shot, you realize that he had like confused the person making the bullet so he didn't actually encase it with uh, a rat like the actual like caught a fly it. in the yeah. bullet
0: and the bullet was malfunctioned like basically it was made a, it a blank a default yeah, yeah. Like a I, I think that
1: that's a very interesting mm-hmm. idea and i yeah. and I don't think it was done too poorly but yeah. it, it definitely is like, damn, if this was in something else, people would be, like, shook.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I thought the way that was handled was cool. And I actually... That whole sequence of him, like, even confronting the the cough that went to burn down yeah. the, the place. I liked that sequence quite a bit. That sequence was good. I, I will say, for the most part, the humor didn't work for me. Really? No. It, it just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just found it kind of juvenile. It is kind of juvenile. It, yeah. In, in a way that, like, I just... And and I don't know, timing, I guess, like, maybe it was just the way it, because, I mean, Bubba Hotep, I just explained that premise to you, that yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. it's not, like, like, highbrow humor either. Doesn't but, sound like it. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, like, just, the jokes just didn't really resonate, like, I don't know if it was just the way that it was, they were timed, how they were presented, because, like, they just, yeah, it didn't really click with me, like, even, like, like, the scene with, like, you know, they're trying to grab a doorknob and it turns into a dick and it's like... Alright. Like it just felt kind of cheap to me. Yeah, I mean there are some cheap moments
1: and I I do think that they blow their budget out in the very beginning of the movie, which is like kind of wild when mm-hmm. later on is when I would imagine you would have really needed the budget.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like the, the meat monster was fun. It looked cheap, but it was a fun kind of cheap. Yeah, it doesn't look too awful. Like yeah, it's like But that was passable. also That was also before the movie got really into the like cosmic shit yeah. when it gets into the cosmic shit and it's like this is too big for what you're trying to do because like if it was just these guys who took a drug that they found at a party and now and they're now like just like paranormal like <laughs> like like hunters yeah that's fun like, like you could make a movie out of that a- a- and that would work um, but it gets into like really big cosmic world ending plot lines that seem like well, I'm watching this. Like, why did you decide to take it that they, level? They even said that they had
1: to remove a significant portion. I haven't read John Dies at the End. Mm-hmm. Of it. It's on my list of of things to read because yeah. of it. But it's like they they had to remove a lot of the stuff, and they didn't want to like n- make it lose a lot yeah. of the substance that actually makes it what it like as good of a book as it is, mm-hmm. but with how much money they had and with how much time that they had for the length of the film, it was like they didn't add everything into the actual movie, and I think that...
0: Yeah, I will say, like, this made me interested in the book, like, because I I, I didn't love the movie, but I did like the concept. Like, the concept I thought was really cool, and, and I mean, who knows, maybe the, the humor is still, like, just flat for me in the book too i don't know but like yeah. like like there were some chuckles here and there but they were slight like i just in general i don't know that the comedy never really landed and
1: see this movie yeah. isn't i don't know like to me this movie doesn't make me laugh like mm-hmm. like you know belly aching or yeah. anything like that but i've always like gotten a couple of smirks and i always feel like it's like good enough like it like mm-hmm. that that's kind of the best way that i can describe this is
0: yeah. i enjoy it, it it gets by yeah it, it gets by and like yeah. some
1: of the like the the philosophical questions mm-hmm. and the shower thoughts and stuff like that when i was younger and i watched this they yeah. weren't mind-blowing but like at the beginning of the movie when the jamaican guy is talking about like uh if you're asleep and mm-hmm. you know you wake up to something happening how do you know that the the thunder was going to line up with your dream and yeah, yeah. it's like it's not the most high like, no. intelligent thing in the world. But it is one of those, like, huh, I never really thought about that. Because I've had that experience, mm-hmm. you know. It's, like, yeah. it's kind of a weird one.
0: Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I just, I probably would have had a bigger, this movie would have had more of an impact on me if I saw it, like, ten years ago. Like, I think that's yeah. kind of how I feel about it. And, like, and I could see, like, why you'd like it. Like, I can see, too, why it would have kind of a cult... Status, or at least yeah. it's gaining that that fan base because it, it is wacky and it has like some fun ideas. It, yeah, I, I just sort of had this sense of I would have preferred it to either be goofier, like like lean into it, lean more into the fact that you have no budget, or just. Be made better, <laughs> like, like be made better, and be maybe I mean, like a budget would probably be necessary, but but there was sort of this like my f- wasted potential is how I feel about this movie. To me, I, I didn't hate it, but but it was sort of like oh, I saw so many opportunities where like this could have been something more, but was just at odds with what it wanted to be. Did it want to be like schlock? cult film yeah goofy or did it want to tell an actual like like still like stoner logic but tell a more like kind of cosmic like cerebral kind of storyline and it falling in the middle it just makes it kind of confusing uh, like, like with like what it what i'm supposed to take away from it and, and it's I think plot-wise is kind of messy. <laughs> like, like, no,
1: I think it is kind of messy, but yeah. like I don't know. There's a lot of the things that I like forgive this movie for mm-hmm. because of what it does when I'm sitting in it. It's like Yeah. there's a lot of interesting things that they they do with like the uh, the idea of like the phone call. I found that to be like really interesting. It's like Yeah, that was fun. Like John yeah. calls John calls Dave like 20 times in a night and then for the rest of the film Every time you hear John or Dave answer the phone, he's talking to John from prior from a previous occasion. Yeah, yeah, I like he that. knows everything that's going on. Yeah,
0: I thought that was a fun premise and like like the concept too of like when he's like talking to him through a bratwurst. Yeah, like, that's like, funny. Like that was funny. Like I did think that was funny. I I feel like it's it's the dialogue when it comes to the humor that didn't land for me. Okay, like sort of their like friend banter that just it was never funny.
1: See, I don't think that, like, the... I don't think that they both work that well with one another, but I do like the Dave... Like, I like the deadpan reaction on Dave whenever anything's going on. Like, he never see Like, this entire movie, he just seems like he never wants to be anywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's like, something about that
1: that I enjoy.
0: Yeah, yeah. He... I, I will say, like, he was, like, like, a standout in the film, like Dave was. I liked him. He was a fun protagonist. Um, I... Like there's just moments that like I like. I just wish I could have seen it handled better. I, Barkley is great. Yeah, Barkley is. <laughs> I think that the best na- boy. I think the name is 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 hilarious. And then also just, sort of like some of the reveals do have like some fun payoffs. Where like Barkley was the one that was intended to save the world, and these guys were just there to, to transport get him, him. In there. Yeah. Like I thought that was kind of fun. I also thought um, the reveal with Paul Giamatti. Yeah, that's pretty good. Being a ghost was fun. Like, I, I, I liked that reveal. There there was just elements where, like, I wish they could have gone further. Like, there there was a whole thing with Clancy Brown and his character as, uh, like, Marconi. Yeah. And, and being this sort of, like, the the TV kind of schlocky, like, like, goofy guy that you'd see on the, like, the psychic yeah type person he's got like the infomercial five, yeah five, yeah. Five, yeah yeah like I, like they set him up and then he doesn't do anything like, like i just i wish i saw more of him like yeah. i wanted more of him in the movie and, and also just like because it felt very fright night to me because fright night also was you got the like is it like peter vincent i think was his name yeah, in fright night so, where yeah. it's like the magician that like does like who's basically like a like in, in he's just an old school magician in the original, and then like in the remake, he's like a Chris Angel parody. But I liked that the you know the reveal of spending time with him and that he's like a legit vampire hunter. And I just this movie kind of skips that and he just shows up It's like no he's he's legit. I'm like well I would have liked to see. Their I mean it does at the him. beginning show you that he's legit,
1: but like so that's briefly. kind of like a brief moment. I I think that with this like with this movie setting up what was hopefully to be a second movie. Yeah. I think they barely touched on his character because I think he's probably more shown later on in the books, I would imagine, since probably. this is the beginning story. Yeah. But that's that's another gripe that I have with this movie. So, like,
0: it sets it up for, like, a, like a sequel. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Like, it has, like, a, a at least a setup of that, like, you know, you could go on more misadventures with... Dave Wong, like, like, yeah, and and sort of his travels as he's trying to basically like stop these cosmic threats and and these these threats that sort of come from the realm of the dead, basically. Yeah, I I think like that's that's fun, and that's like it seems like the book probably sounds like a good time, in the movie I could see how it's a good time, like what like maybe like if I were like still in high school or if just i yeah i saw it younger it, it just didn't resonate with me the way i hoped it would yeah because of some of those limitations where i just constantly felt like this story needed to it needed to be told differently whether it's because it needed more budget or it just needed to just embrace the lack of that budget it, it felt like it didn't know what it wanted to do um yeah it, it's good ideas in a very mediocre package is how I feel about it.
1: I can see a lot of that sentiment. Yeah, I think I just have a like a a different view on it since mm-hmm. I've seen it before. You have some connection and, to it, for and sure. like yeah, when I was younger, like I don't know, I probably had to have been fourteen or fifteen when I first watched this movie. Yeah, and I think I've only watched it one other time other than this. Movie. Yeah, so three times in total. But, like, anytime I watched it, I always thought it was, like, a guilty pleasure kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's, like, yeah. it's not meant to be great. Like, no. anytime I watched it, I never thought, holy fuck, this is going to... Yeah, people need to talk about this movie. It just felt like it was, like, this is fun, but, like, it doesn't take anything too seriously while also giving you some interesting ideas. Like, that, yeah. that's the one part I like the most about this movie is, like while it is bad that they weren't able to like land on a lot of the things that they're trying for i was happy to watch a movie that felt low budget Mm -hmm. or felt almost like it was filmed um by like students yeah but actually is not terrible terrible like it like the acting is actually surprisingly okay by a lot Mm -hmm. of these people yeah and like i don't even think that the writing is that terrible like I, i think it's like yeah. it makes me laugh. It gives me a little <laughs> something, something.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I think like your point though, is that like this director has been around since the eighties. Yeah. So, but it feels like a student film. Like, like this. Yeah. I was understand was a student. I would feel maybe even a little more kind to it yeah. for that reason where it, it comes across like this movie was trying really hard to be a cult classic. And that's kind of the problem. Like if it was just trying to tell a crazy story, and they did the best they could with it. Yeah. That's how you organically become a cult film. Like it, it it like the the cult films that really last or that like stay are the ones that were made by people that cared about the project, whether it was too out there for mass audiences or it wasn't like a perfectly made film. You could feel that like drive that that passion that people had to make it like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like like, like things yeah. like that where like they cared about making this crazy ass musical. And it, for all of its flaws or anything like that, you could just feel the passion that went behind making it um and it became a cult hit because of that and John dies at the end. I feel like what holds it back is that you can feel that it's someone trying to make a cult film like they're trying yeah to, like, I, it's like I it feels like it's almost saying. intentionally yeah. flawed, like they like kind of made it sloppily to have a cult that effect status. on people yeah. 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 Um, And, and like, as I bring up Rocky Horror, like, for example, in the same kind of vein, did you know that movie has a sequel? No. Yeah, no one does. (laughs) Because that (laughs) sequel was trying really hard to be a cult film, and it just kind of falls on its face. And, and, and like, this movie doesn't fall as hard as, like, Shock Treatment, which is the name of that movie, but, like, it still is kind of in that vein of, you're trying too hard to make something that wasn't perfect. Yeah, I see what you're
1: saying. And...
0: It, it yeah, just makes it like a very I, I think all feel. of your
1: I think I think everything that you're saying are totally valid criticisms mm-hmm. of the film. It's just yeah. like I'm willing to look over a lot That's of that fair. bullshit because it's like there's something about it that I latched onto. Yeah, and even if that is just nostalgia, like even watching it again now that I'm like almost 26, it's like. Maybe some of the masturbata- masturbation lines earlier where he was like Yeah, like none of those worked. Yeah, none like, of those every land time they for made me. like ma
0: they made like a handful of masturbation jokes and yeah. none of them were funny. Like they were all just kind of like like, 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 like when Doug Jones shows up, like 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 the, the fish man from Shape of Water <laughs> pops yeah. up as a character in the movie and it's like, I watched a man masturbate till he bled. Yeah. Why did he do that? And it's like, okay. Like 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 I can tell you're it's try it's supposed to be funny and irreverent. Yeah. And it just it's kind of like okay, yeah, yeah, like you said it. Roger (laughs) Moore's
1: character in this movie though, like like his character in this movie actually Mm -hmm. is really funny to me. Like and that's not even like he's really putting on too much of like a character even. He's kind of just being like Mm -hmm. deadpan white guy enters stage
0: left. Like it's like (laughs) Yeah yeah I know he's he, he's basically playing Sheldon. Yeah, <laughs> <big> basically <banker. laughs> like he's playing yeah this like kind of weird like just off kilter character, long skinny guy who just spouts off information. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I I I can appreciate the the ideas that the movie had, but yeah, the execution failed for me. Um I, I I would love to know your rating because like I know like and I'll say this too like I have plenty of movies that are like this for me too like like, like that if you haven't seen them and I were to show them to you like that the nostalgia goggles yeah are, like, yeah what yeah, I have yeah for sure like the
1: lens on it
0: yeah exactly like and I'm like I'm we're sitting next to a whole bunch of my movies I'm like trying to think of what to point out but I got plenty um but but I'd love to know kind of what rating you <laughs> See, stick with it so
1: this is this is my difficult thing because it's like it's like when I think of the room, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know the room is a bad movie. Yeah. But I still like it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do I give it an insane rating because of the love that I have for it? Or do I rate it for what it is? Because the room what it is mm-hmm. is probably like a five or a six. But in my head, I think it's kind of a ten. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so for this movie, like, do do I think it's average? Yes. But Mm-hmm. I also think it's it's funny enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I would say like give, give it the rating that like that you feel emotionally attached to. I'd probably give it an eight, honestly. Okay, no, no, that like that's sure. <laughs> like like, like I, 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 I won't like shut you down for that, yeah. especially with how you're talking about. Just you have a connection to it, and it resonates yeah. with you. And I, I got plenty of those too. I'm certain I'll recommend them <laughs> down the yeah. line. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give this a five i think
1: that that's reasonable honestly yeah yeah
0: like, like I'll, I'll give it a five like like i i appreciate the ideas but i really wasn't enamored with how it presented itself and it, it just kind of just didn't work for me on that level i will say this like i will watch this again like many times before i'll ever rewatch drive my car oh my uh, god <laughs> like i'll say that like, like I will yeah like I'll, I'll, I'll like like I gave them the same rating. I will happily watch this again over having to sit through. I that mean, this movie is again. a lot shorter too. So it, it is a lot out. shorter, yeah. It, and I'll say that Drive My Car is, it, filming wise, like, like it's a significantly better made movie. But but it it bores me to death. <laughs> We're not talking <laughs> about Drive My Car, but I'm just saying like same rating. That movie's a better quality film. but I will rewatch this. Way before you'll ever have me rewatch Drive My Car. <laughs> um, but yeah, five out of ten. Like it's, it's not like awful by any means. Yeah, like, it, it's just like one that probably if I saw it at a different point in my life, I'd have a different lens on it. Like the yeah. one you have. It's
1: it's just something about what they at least attempted. Which yeah, I've always wanted to read the books because like yeah. they've made I think they've made like three or four oh, really? John dies at the end books. Okay, so it's like. There is something to the franchise that I could actually like continue yeah. forward onto. Cause I highly doubt they will ever make another one of these books unless Probably not. somebody picks it up that actually is willing to
0: yeah. dump some funds into it. Yeah. No, I like it did make me interested in the books because I like the, the concept and I think it's got a fun premise. Yeah. Just not a huge fan of the execution. Um but I'll tell you what movie I am a fan of the execution of. Being John Malkovich. Let's get into it. Yeah, we got to do that.
1: All right, now we're going to be talking about being John Malkovich. Um, this movie was directed by Spike Jones, uh, screenplay by none other than Charlie Kaufman. The weird <laughs> mind on that man is not to be understated. He's
0: so creative.
1: Um, this movie stars John Cusack and Cameron Diaz. Maybe uh-huh. the ugliest that they've ever looked in a film ever. Like <laughs>
0: they're j- they're both they, they look nothing like their usual. Yeah. Friends.
1: Unrecognizable completely. Um, John Cusack plays a puppeteer who's kind of down on his luck and his, his wife can like makes him get a new job or, or makes him look for a job. He finds a filing clerk job and decides that he will go try it out. It's on the seventh, uh, seven and a half floor of this building, which is so good. already a great start to the movie. And, uh, He starts to find some mysteries once he starts working there. Yeah, this movie's fantastic. This movie is interesting to me because a lot of things had to fall in line to even make this movie. Number one, Charlie Kaufman worked backwards on this. He kind of wanted it to be like a relationship piece and then figured all of the other stuff The weirdness into it. Okay. Um, And then another thing that I find interesting is that John Cusack at the time in my eyes had already solidified his celebrity like yeah the the man has been in the game for so long mm-hmm. that he probably was bored of like anything yeah and at least from what people have said and, and what I saw on the trivia is mm-hmm. that he had told his agent to find him the weirdest screenplay that okay. he could and this wound up on his door. And nice. they never thought that this film would be made. <laughs> that's funny. But Charlie Kaufman just, like, kept pushing.
0: Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, because, like, it was Charlie Kaufman and Spike Jones together, this was their first feature, feature film. Feature film, yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, and, and it's pretty impressive. I will say, I, I haven't seen this movie in a couple years. And I still love it. But my opinion is kind of, like, my love for it has decreased i guess okay rewatch like i still think it's a great film but but it was one that like the way i held it it's sort of like no this feels like their first film it's great yes but but like there's a quality of this where i'm like you know this doesn't hold a candle to what they've gone on to do since yeah you um, can
1: tell that spike jones directed this yeah Rather than it being like a singular Car- Charlie Kaufman film, or like mm-hmm. a better direct—not to say that Spike Jones is not a good director, but like at this moment in time, he hadn't done a lot.
0: He had done a lot of music videos, music videos, yeah, but like nothing, really music nothing big. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The experience of this, because I, I think where like what what stood out to me was that sort of the the weird side of it, where there are some some bigger themes at play here that i think like are really impressive especially like when you think about the time because like this is a film about a lot of things but like there's some big themes about identity, identity. Like, like 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 just consciousness identity like you yourself your soul and then also even like gender identity yeah how you perceive your, yourself it, that was like way ahead of its time yeah like like, like having movies about that now is like far more common than in 99 for sure. Um, so like I I can appreciate like how bold it was being with some of those topics, but I also feel like this felt like Charlie Kaufman wanting to make more of just a zany movie, which is okay. But, but like it doesn't have the same emotional punch to me as like what their later projects did.
1: It's like the most slapstick feeling Charlie Kaufman film you can think of because like, I don't know, like, just look at his recent one, like, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. The serious tone on that movie, obviously that's an adaptation of Mm -hmm. something, but the serious tone on that compared to this, sort of like, it's so striking.
0: Yeah, yeah, this movie just, like, it it has a, a feeling of it's just, it does do things that are weird, just kind of for weirdness sake but it's hilarious like it's great yeah. yeah but but like i will say that like yeah my feelings on like watching it again was sort of like oh like yeah this i don't know like i like, just didn't like jump out to me as like a- as impactful as what it used to be just after like eternal sunshine is something like I yeah. hold higher i like i i could just feel that sense of that they were just making a pretty out there comedy yeah Yeah, a wonderful comedy it's a it's a fantastic comedy i think that's where i'm like trying not to sound negative here because i still love this movie it's still a great movie like i love this movie but yeah it was an interesting experience watching again i'm like yeah you know like this is just like a like brilliantly done surreal comedy it's like it's like charlie
1: kaufman took everything that he could and Mm -hmm. just threw it at the wall because it's like it's like so there are some things that further the plot. Like, Mm -hmm. John Cusack being a puppeteer... It's great. that That is going to work for the plot and also add some levity and some comedy to the character to make him weird. Yeah. And then, to add on to that, his wife... Has all of these fucking
0: animals. It, namely a chimpanzee. And it's all because he refuses to have a child. Like, yeah. like, like she just keeps taking, like it, she's just taking collect- on adopting she's, pets. She's collecting pets
1: because he won't do anything to her.
0: And yeah. then
1: that's later on used to further the plot of her escaping. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, is the oh, fucking yeah. chimpanzee only in the movie for this one plot detail, Charlie Coffin? Which I find is hilarious.
0: That, well, that, well... The plot detail that they keep bringing up—that the chimp has like a childhood trauma—and Yeah! And then when you get, and then they like, give it to a you, a first-person perspective of the chimp's trauma. That like is there, like, it's just like brilliant setups and payoffs yeah. that happen. And yeah, like the puppeteer aspect and how that comes into play of him being a puppeteer makes him good at controlling Malkovich. Like, yeah, it's it's great. Like like it's, it's so much fun. I I really do love this movie. It just. Yeah, I think I like kinda left where I'm like, you know, I still don't like I don't have like the like uh like like emotional reverence that I think I maybe had for it when I first saw it.
1: Yeah, I think I had a lot of connection to this movie. Not like I just think it was maybe the eye opener for Charlie Coffin Yes, yeah. to me. Yeah. That's and I think same. it led into a lot of like the weirder ones.
0: Yeah, it definitely like I will give it credit for like watching that and like sort of just being like a catalyst to running through Charlie Kaufman's catalog through running through Spike Jones's yeah. catalog to like watching their, their films and their work and how much like I like have even latched on to other things that they've done. So like like I, I, it, owes like I, it owes like a whole lot of credit for that. It's, like,
1: this is an easy and accessible film mm-hmm. for anybody to start with because it's, it, it doesn't take much for the viewer like you do have to exp- like move a little bit of your disbelief for some of the weird and quirky things. Oh yeah, but that's the but joy like, of the movie, but that's though. the fun of it. Like, yeah. like from the first couple of minutes, actually seven seven and a half minutes exact is when I believe they're explaining <laughs> the seven the seven <laughs> and a half
0: floor. That's great.
1: And that scene alone, watching the training video and it being like an Irishman, yeah, moves to the United States. <laughs> becomes rich builds a building yeah. and then meets a tiny woman mm-hmm. marries her decides to give her her own floor mm-hmm. to make it easier on her life it's so is good one of the the like it's one so of funny yeah i will make you my
0: bride <laughs> like, <it's laughs> like so out funny. Of nowhere, i'll make you my bride and i'll give you a floor of your own <laughs> yeah it's great well and then also like just now it's like and now companies that are just penny pinchers like well, will yeah. take our floor because it's like just there's less space <laughs> like you don't have to pay for as much it's
1: so it's so good and then on top yeah. of that you just have like maxine played by uh, Catherine keener just like yeah. smoking she's awesome. smoking in the back yeah not giving a fuck and john cusack's mm-hmm. character is just like
0: enamored yeah i i love Catherine keener she's great in everything she's yeah. in um and she's so good in this. Is yeah, just that like she doesn't give a shit. Every mo- every person in this movie is weird. Yeah, but, like every person. Like like because at the start of it, like besides like like John Cusack's like puppeteering like obsession, like you kind of think like oh, okay, maybe he's like our one connection to reality. As the movie goes on, I was like, no, this guy's a weirdo too. <laughs> like in fact, he's like one of the weirder ones.
1: <laughs> you, know, you know what I wrote down? One of the funniest things that I that I took from this movie is that. With everything going on, like mm-hmm. every fucking weird angle that you see in this movie. Yeah. You know what the weirdest thing is? Them trying to get me to believe that John Malkovich would be best friends with Charlie fucking Sheen for even oh, a I moment. Know. It's like, so funny. That's one of the funniest, like, aspects of this film is just, like, Charlie Sheen giving advice to John Malkovich as, as if so, they're, like, best buddies. It's so
0: weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the decision to do that is hilarious. Yeah, because it's just so, like... <laughs> nonsensical. Like,
1: like I love it, but it's like there's no shot, dude. No, like there's no, not even no a sense. chance.
0: Yeah, it, it, may, it makes absolutely no sense. But that's what's like so funny about it. I, I will say too, with Charlie Sheen, his like bald <laughs> makeup at the end, it kills me. It's so funny and so bad. Like it's so poorly put on they gave him like a cone head, I know oh, like, like they they made it, like they made his head huge, <laughs> <laughs> like you can like practically see the seams where it was put on him like it's so they, weird. they were foretelling all the drug use, man, I don't know like that well, just... <laughs> that was the other thing that was funny about that sequence was it was seven years later, like, it was yeah. only seven years Kill like, me. Like, like it'd be like one thing if it was like ten years later, like no. <laughs> Like, like like jump a decade jump like 20 years later but like like just to be like in seven years he's gonna lose his full head of hair like it's, <laughs> it's like, so what? incredible yeah like i thought that was like such like a weird funny thing of like when they're old it's like it's just a seven year j- like like, <laughs> they're, like they're not old now. he's not that decrepit yet right that, like, he's that, like, like, like that doesn't happen yeah. in seven years i thought that was really funny um uh, the like this is a movie where I feel like we're going to kind of jump around a little bit because yeah, there's like so much going on so much to highlight because like the secretary is not being able to, she she like, like, like she probably made me laugh the most. Yeah. Like just like her inability to understand what anyone's saying and, and somehow like basically like convincing everyone around her that they all have a speech impediment. The fact that, so funny. The fact that, uh, what's the, uh, what's the boss's name? I can't think of his name right now. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, I want to say it's it starts with an L. Lester? Lester. I know. I'm like so determined to find out. It is like something Lester. Well, that, I yeah. I
1: I think it, I think there was one scene like at the beginning where they where he had like kept saying like John Cusack kept saying his name like 15 times to try to get her to understand it, and yeah. she kept saying it wrong. Finally, yeah. he gets into the interview, and Lester is basically saying that he has a speech pe- a speech impediment and then he says oh i know my my secretary out here mm-hmm. she has a uh, speech impedimentology degree <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck
0: <laughs> yeah and it is dr lester yeah. yeah yeah he uh i know he he was so funny too cuz like in his like just very blunt sexual desire that he is <laughs> Like, just wanting to go into great detail. i like, all right, he's like, sir, I, got, I gotta go. Or, like, what he's telling him about it while he's, like, working at, like, the printer. And yeah. he's like, I don't think this is the best time to talk about it. He's like, you're right. Let's go talk about it over lunch. <laughs> <laughs> like, his his ramblings about his, like, ultimate sexual fantasies and what he wants to do with, with their, the secretary is so funny. It's
1: like, it's like no scene of dialogue in this movie feels... like it all feels like a fever dream. Like from from the first moment that John Cusack is talking to Mm -hmm. Maxine, like he's neurotic. He's like straight up like losing his shit to even be in the presence of her.
0: Immediately obsessed with her. And well, and she's weird too. It's like, like, oh, you want to talk about my tits? He was like, "That's not what I yeah. want to talk about at all." It's like, oh, well, then I'm leaving. Why?
1: Well, <laughs> like, she, like, weird. she
0: like calls him gay after he says he likes puppets, and then he's just like, "I like your
1: tits. I like your tits." <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> I know it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. His like obsession with her is insane. Like, just immediately. Yeah. And he's such a piece of shit. He like, is. Like, like, as the movie goes on, too, like, like, like you, you're supposed to like maybe think like that like he's like kind of the audience surrogate, and as it goes along, it's like, no. He sucks. He sucks. Like, like... Every character sucks. And, like, mm -hmm. even when, like, the end of the movie happens, you're like, who am I happy for? Like, what if I... Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, like, because... There's, like, this existential, like, horror story, too, about John Malkovich. Like, the perspective of John Malkovich, if you watch it through his eyes, this is terrifying. Like, that sucks, bro! Like, everything that's going on with him is, like, horrific. And, like, this could be... this You could play this out in this, like, weird, surrealist horror way, and they do it as a comedy. Yeah. But, like, these people who are, like, basically, like, a cult of people who have the goal of eventually taking over this man's body... Well, it's like get out or something, right? Yeah, well, like, I it's know, exactly. like, yeah. yeah, like well, and like like especially to like even like if you jump in at the like like when it's too late, you like, basically are in the sunken place. Yeah, and they're spawned like, which is what happens to John Cusack at the end. I also love that
1: once he finds the actual the the the, the small door yeah. that leads you into John Malkovich's mind. I love that it dumps you out mm-hmm. on the Jersey Turnpike.
0: Yeah, I know, it just drops you there. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. And the sound,
1: too, when it drops you out. It feels so good. (laughs) It's so satisfying. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, like just, like, you're just manifesting out of thin air. Uh, Speaking of Get Out, Catherine Keener's in that, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's really funny, like, her in these weird movies about people getting lost in other people's subconscious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I know that the sound is great. Like, the way that it plays it, too, like, you do certainly seem captivated by, like, yeah, that does sound like a interesting experience yeah like to go through this door and the way it shows it is this tunnel i love the art design and the direction of like the office and the yeah. doorway itself because like the, the like don't you just kind of walk around want to walk around that set yeah like it just looks bizarre it looks so weird yeah like just to be in that, I, that set i
1: also love to get to the seven and a half floor you have to
0: use like a crowbar to like pry open the actual elevator yeah and we get octavia spencer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was like when that happened I'm like what it's not the first movie I've watched to where it's like, wait, she's in this? I know, she's in everything. It's like, in the last, like, year, I showed my wife Bad Santa for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, Octavia Spencer's in that, Dude, too. Dude, she, just like, she played... just like She's just, in stuff. She and, was like...
1: just, like, extra work for so long uh-huh. until
0: people took her seriously. Yeah, like, like, like the, like, late 90s, early 2000s films, she just popped up all over the yeah. damn place. Yeah, and it was, like, like, she just shows up in random films and, like, this, like, the woman in the elevator who guides him into the yeah. floor. He goes He's like you new to this like first time <laughs> first time yeah stops the elevator and <laughs> pries it open incredible yeah it's so good i i really do love the, the creativity involved in this it doesn't feel as focused i think maybe that's probably like what i'm getting at with like the change yeah. of like it's it's creative and i love the creativity but it also feels like it's kind of Almost stream of consciousness for Charlie Kaufman. Like he just had yeah. to get this out of his system. All he's, all of these like crazy all these crazy ideas. thoughts. and He was like, I can combine yeah. them all together in one. Exactly. Yeah. Like like him him putting them all together into this one movie, and it all works great. But it does certainly have this quality of like, you wanted to make a zany comedy. Like at the end of the day, with like existential horrors in the and middle I, of it. And I think that Spike Jones did a really
1: good job at the direction because yeah. it like the way that it's directed feels fun. Yeah. And, like, even, like, the, the beginning scenes, like, they, they're joyful in, like, a weird way.
0: Like Yeah. Yeah, they are. They, like, the, the way the movie feels when it starts and, like, even just getting a glimpse of his puppet show. Like, like there's yeah. a lot of things that, like, work really well. I, yeah, I, I just really enjoy, like, all the setups and payoffs that it does with all of its bizarre things that it brings up. Like, seeing that dance, his interpretive dance in the puppet show that's recreated in a human puppet. with yeah. John Malkovich was wonderful. Um, I, I got to mention, too, when when he, like, is just fully in John Malkovich, just now officially living in him. Yeah. And he grows his hair out. So good. It's so funny. So funny. <laughs> like, so perfect.
1: We haven't even talked about my favorite scene in the movie, which is where John Malkovich goes into John oh, Malkovich. I know,
0: yeah, I know. We, we can't not talk about like that that
1: that scene is one of the best scenes in any film i've ever watched because it's like he he flies into there Mm -hmm. and it just shows a tight shot of a girl's breast yeah and then it zooms out and you see John Malkovich's face on it. it's so good. and then every person in the room is John Malkovich
0: and it's like I know they're all and they're all the only thing they can say is Malkovich Malkovich. all the words, malkovich. All the words on like the menu at the restaurant are malkovich it's it's so funny I' seeing <laughs> children like the small children that are there with his face yeah, is I, great. I love
1: the the thing that's great about this movie to me is that they chose John Malkovich mm-hmm. like yeah. like. I've read a lot of gripes about this movie in some Reddit forums recently. Oh really? Mainly about the fact that they thought they should have used like a better celebrity to be cast in this. And I think But
0: that's what makes it so great. It's is what that, makes it so weird. Well yeah, cuz it's like it's not like he's like the biggest celebrity on the planet. Like he Like, he's just, he's like a thespian. He's kind of almost known more for theater than he is even in well, movies. Well, you can
1: tell that because every person that walks up to him has no fucking clue what movies he's in. Th-
0: that running joke of him being in the Jewel Thief Dude, movie Jewel and Thief he's movie. in no Jewel Thief movie. Dude,
1: there's that one scene where the guy walks up to him at dinner with Maxine. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Hey, you're that guy that played." I'm not gonna say the word, but the R word. Oh yeah, that was. And so he goes, funny. he goes, yes. And he's he, yes. he just keeps repeating it over and over again. And there's something so good about that scene. Like it's just it's, so it's fun. so
0: fun. Well, and well, and John Malkovich too. His voice, he's got this like soft, high pitched voice. Yeah. He's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> like like it, it's so good. I like the the choice to have him be it because like. He's in films and he's and he's like a, a respected actor, but he's not like the biggest celebrity yeah. on the planet, which is why it's so fun that he was the choice for this. It's just like it's
1: also crazy to <laughs> me that he was willing no. to
0: do it. I did want to get into one trivia piece before we continue mm-hmm. on, from, yeah. like
1: getting to the end of the movie. It's like yeah, John Malkovich had said in like the interview with Spike Jones when they, they were talking about this movie is that yeah, him taking this movie. Mm-hmm. Is either a great decision, because yeah. not only is his name going to be in the film, it's mm-hmm. also, you know, one of the main actors starring in it, yeah. right? So that double double name right there. Mm-hmm. Um, or it'll be the worst thing of his career, yeah. and he will never be able to live it down. And I, I think it worked out for him pretty well. It did, yeah. Because, like, even if you don't know John Malkovich or any of his works... You know being John You John probably know
0: him just because of it, like... Yeah, yeah, well, and it's it's great too because like, yeah, like at any point, like he's he, he became a known face because his face is all over this damn yeah. movie. Like, even if this movie isn't a movie people have seen, you've heard the title. Yeah, it's like, like, just like, oh, like is he in that? Like being John Malkovich, like that actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I think it worked in his favor, and I know like for me, like anytime I see him, I just think of this movie. At I this think point. of it too. Like like I can't help it. <laughs> he's he's forever cemented in this movie that. Is about people trying to take over his body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. and and, Yeah. His... The outcome of what happens to him is so, like, depressing. If you really think about, like, like, what what they do to him. I I think it's interesting with the concept of it was, like, this one, like, random dude who discovered this. And has been hopping and then eventually is like, I'm gonna, like... We're gonna be a collective inside this man. Which is crazy. But I liked the decision to do that and like how the movie frames it where it is like culty and
1: yeah it's like it's like Charlie Kaufman on this one you can tell was working backwards to figure Mm -hmm. out the plot but like there's something there's something fun about that like Mm -hmm. it's uh, the love triangle aspect that's thrown into this movie where it's like you know uh, Cameron's character and Mm -hmm. John Cusack are are all in love with uh, Keener's character it's like but Keener uh, Maxine only wants to fuck them or or be with them if they're <laughs> inside John Malkovich. Yeah. And it's like it's like this really weird perversion that like, yeah. you, like uh, you can't really describe and Cameron Diaz starts to feel like she is transsexual because she feels better yeah. inside of the skin of this man. And it's like mm-hmm. for the time, yeah. pretty pretty progressive. I mean oh, obviously yeah. they kind of go past that pretty quickly, but like even yeah. just bringing up that at all was, was yeah, because
0: well, it still is yeah, dis- like discussions about are you your body yeah, and, and then that's kind of what the movie is like a a part of what the movie's talking about is that that sort of thematic element and and it's like sort of its answer is like well no but but yeah. then like you know if you're someone else's like what what does that mean to them <laughs> like, yeah. what does that mean and like what are we are we are we just you know completely like inconsequential basically yeah. i think is kind of where the movie starts to get into these like existential really like kind of dark pathways if you want to take it down that road um because i mean yeah like now all these people who are just living inside john malkovich by the end of the film yeah they're you know it, john malkovich is no longer that man is no longer it's no longer john malkovich yeah yeah, yeah. and that's kind of spooky <laughs> like, yeah, like, the way the movie plays out it's...
1: you do you do feel seriously bad for John Malkovich mm-hmm. um, obviously what's the what's the name of John Cusack's character is it Pete uh,
0: yeah it's Peter uh... or not Peter no it's uh... Peter no it's uh, it is Craig. 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 Yeah, Craig.
1: Yeah, I love, I love that like Craig's been inside the body for so long that he's basically changed all of John Malkovich's career. Yeah, and pivoted him into being the most successful puppeteer of all time. Mm-hmm. And like you're watching this 60 minutes piece like unfold. Yeah, and it's like it's one of the funniest parts of this movie. Like it's
0: so funny. It's such a great use of like exposition for yeah. the time that passed too. Is like using this like special on him there's some great jokes in that too because like sean penn being like well you know i think i want to be a puppeteer i should have thought about it first actually my passion everybody's
1: (laughs) going to be doing it now and it's going to be like you're following john
0: yeah i know it was so funny but i was like but i'm actually i'm i'm also very passionate about it like it was such a great joke of just yeah people following trends and there was there was also a scene
1: right before they led into like the you know that Craig's gonna stay in there forever. It's like mm-hmm. Craig's in John Malkovich, and they're meeting with uh, his agent. Yeah, and like the agent just keeps referring to his assistant as a cunt. <laughs> yes, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I'm sorry.
0: She's she's being
1: a she's being a cunt. Yeah. Then, they both don't like really like say anything, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she she really is a
0: cunt. <laughs> I know. <It's>, like <laughs> the, the amount of times he brings it up, and it was like it was so good well because he says it so like nonchalantly yeah like it's just like yeah no i'm sorry like you, you gotta deal with her just being a total cunt <laughs> <laughs> like and like yeah they don't say anything i it. like oh yeah yeah no it's okay <laughs> anyway, she's just yeah she sucks <laughs> it's such a funny movie dude it like... is it's hilarious yeah it, it it still like like holds up remarkably well and like my wife was shocked when she found out like that it came out in 99 she's like oh i would have thought it was way more recent than that because it's really? just like yeah, well, because I think it it just I feel like it's decently progressive with how it at least handles its themes. Yeah, and, and it's weird enough that even if like with dated technology, yeah, still works in like a just bizarro world. Yeah, so, like like I, I think like not that she thought it came out in the twenty ten. No, but for I thought, sure, like, but like more like maybe mid to late 2000s. Yeah, that's pretty old. The yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, no, like it was like no, this was a nineties film. Like like and it still like holds up so so well because it's just this unique little movie
1: (laughs) yeah it doesn't it's hard to express how this was made yeah i know it's Uh, impressive it's it is pretty impressive and honestly like it i think it's it's one of those fever dreams that i would Mm -hmm. love that, that i just love that was able to happen
0: yeah for sure yeah it's it's yeah it's just bonkers and the two of them, Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman, have gone on to make even better work yeah. from here, and that's that's saying a lot because this movie is awesome. Like this yeah, is and, a great movie, and
1: like dude, Spike Jones made her. That's, I know that's, that's the thing. Like, you
0: you like you deserve all your flowers, bro. Like yeah, holy shit. Yeah, you know the guy who made her and Kaufman. I mean, for me, like Synecdoche would probably be my second pick, but like Eternal Sunshine is like my favorite. I feel like thing that
1: that one's such an easy one to pick, just yeah. because I mean. Jim Carrey like kills that movie. I know that movie's fantastic, and like it's just a it's just a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it, but like both of them, I think went on to like make some pretty extraordinary films. And yeah. Whether it's like Kaufman's screenwriting and even like as he's gone into directing, I'd say like besides Snack to Key New York, which I do adore, I haven't been like the biggest fan of his like other directorial works. Um, I don't think they're bad, but they just didn't i think with me
1: i think with what charlie kaufman does for me is his screenwriting is one of the best because mm-hmm. he comes up with a plot point yeah and he doesn't teeter from it like if you look like adaption like yeah once he decided that he was no longer going to adapt the movie the way that he fucking thought he was yeah he went into it fucking deep
0: yeah. And yeah, that's, I, that can be
1: said about this movie.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, Charlie Kaufman's interesting because I think besides, like, Synecdoche, for me, I think he's he's a better screenwriter than he is a director. I think he benefits from having a Spike Jones yeah. or a Michelle Gondry to sort of filter his ideas in, into something, like, that at least can either be more focused or more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh and i i think like i, I know that plenty of people love Anomalisa, and i'm thinking of ending things but both of them didn't really quite resonate with me the way i hoped um but i think a lot of it is because like just spike jones has such a, a a quirky style michelle gondry's so vibrant mm-hmm. with this presentation so it's like like those directors can do it so well and this is a great example of when when a Kaufman script is given to a the right director. Yeah, they're able to. You can make something pretty Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think I've covered kind of the gist of what I want to go over. Do you have anything that you want to kind of throw out, like uh, last minute thoughts?
1: No, I don't. I mean, like this, this movie's. Pretty fucking weird. I think we touched yeah. on almost everything. I'm happy that we watched it.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm. I was, it was. I was happy to watch it again. It's been a, a good long time since I've last seen. Yeah, it, so. I haven't
1: seen it in forever. It's like one of those ones you see, and you kind of are like, okay,
0: that was weird, <laughs> but I don't know if I want to double dip in the in the weirdness. Yeah, I, I I love this movie. I I think for me, it's just, I think where I haven't revisited as often is probably just because I've been taken by by like the rest of the movies that these guys have made yeah you gotta search them yeah but i still love this movie it's it's a nine out of ten for me um i i think this movie is awesome i don't really have like many criticisms as much as just that like it, it just maybe that the the way it blew my mind with how wacky and weird it was when i saw it when i was a teenager just doesn't like blow my mind now i still think this movie is is fantastically executed and wonderfully written and funny so like nine out of ten like, like i think it's a great film that's, that's i
1: also gave it, it a nine out of ten yeah. I it's not my favorite charlie Kaufman film yeah but it's definitely up there and yeah spike jones does a wonderful job directing it was like so weirdly mm-hmm. shot and like yeah kind of like kind of like almost similar to what i was saying it's not it's not like a a kid with a college budget is shooting this movie yeah but you can feel the things that he did with music videos at the mm-hmm. time oh, are yeah. translated super well to on on the screen for sure and yeah. like it's not a style that you you usually see so i, I mean just for that alone mm-hmm. i give this a lot of credit but i forgot a lot of this movie like the the entire puppet line like puppeteering yeah. portions
0: of the film i didn't even fucking i i know, picked I, those from my memory yeah so when i watch like, this up again i'm like oh yeah like that's like a, yeah. a big plot point <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> I like, you, completely forgot yeah. about it yeah but yeah no no it's and as you mentioned the music video element I think like there's a lot to be said about I think like there's plenty of huge name directors that started as like music video yeah. directors and I think like where it comes through too is like in like the way he paces the movie mm-hmm. like like it has such a snappy pacing to it and that, that, that can equate to other music video directors that became huge like David Fincher was yeah. a music video director and you can like kind of see that I think uh I think pta did a lot of music videos um and like the way he's kind of turned into like the way he paces his movies michael bay (laughs) yeah okay Um, yeah (laughs) yeah like, like there's like you can just feel like the ones that were music video directors have such a kind of snappiness to how they're able to to carry on the presentation and they like even in like with a filmmaker like michael bay if you don't like his movies you can still acknowledge that even when they're too long those movies move. <laughs> no, they do fucking move, man. Yeah, and, and, and Spike Jones, like, he, he has such a good way of keeping the pace with this film. Like, it's pretty wonderfully executed. Yeah,
1: I think that this movie would be a lot worse without him being at the helm.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, like, he was, like, one of those, like, standouts of, of what this movie is. Like, yeah. he, he became, like, and- a pretty well-known well revered director especially in the film community i, I guess one last
1: one last thing before we close out this discussion mm-hmm. the only reason spike jones got attached to this movie is because of uh dating francis ford coppola's daughter oh really yeah <laughs> with,
0: with, with sophia was yeah, he,
1: yeah he yeah he was dating her and then basically they had i think they had tried to give it to francis ford Cop- coppola to like not him have him okay, do it, yeah, but I'm like thinking like
0: thinking of like if Coppola directed this, no, no, no be so yeah, that'd weird. be so weird. But <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think they just were like, you know, do you have anyone that we could maybe do it? Yeah, and he gave him a chance. Like he's, he's like, all he's right. Like, and <laughs> I, so I don't think that this movie was gonna get. I don't think Francis Ford Coppola thought that the film would even be made. But they they got attached. Yeah.
0: Well, and now it's. It's it's definitely a classic in the film community. Yeah. Right? In the film community, for sure, you can kind of, like, semi-argue, like, maybe a cult classic to a certain degree, but I'd say, like, in the film buff community, it's just a classic film yeah. at this point. Um, yeah. Great stuff. It, they have gone on and made pretty amazing things since, too, so, yeah, good recommendation. It was nice to watch it again. Are we ready to move on to the next episode? Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, so... For the next episode, I really was just thinking, like, I, I want to watch two movies I haven't seen before, and, like, basically, like, I want to cross some things off my watch list. Okay. Um, I got two movies that actually are pretty recent, within the last two years, okay. and uh, they both involve characters in the woods, so it's some time in the woods, and okay. we're going to be watching Hunter Hunter and In the Earth. I don't there. think I've heard... I don't think
1: I can even reference what either of those are.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, I've i had them on my watch list. I, uh, I, I know that they're both pretty different, but also fall in the category of, like, maybe horror, or definitely, like, dark thriller. <laughs> um, okay. At the very least. But they, uh... I think they'll be a good watch. This is the... The two dark movies option that I was doing okay. before uh, we chose Antichrist, but but these ones are both I think gonna be not pleasant watches. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I know I've heard comparisons to Annihilation within the Earth, um, oh. which has me pretty on board. I
1: like Annihilation a lot, so
0: yeah, I love that movie. And then uh, Hunter Hunter just sounds like a pretty dark thriller. Th- that apparently has a pretty wild ending, so I, I'm. That was enough to intrigue me. So I, uh, yeah, I'm ready to spend some time in the woods for our next episode. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm ready. if you put my name in anything, I'll probably watch it. Yeah, so. it's in there twice. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So if uh, if you guys don't want to be spoiled for Hunter Hunter and In the Earth, make sure to watch them before the next episode, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye.